Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Tonight, for just a few moments, I'd like to talk to you or ask the question, what is your story? What is your story? The other day we was headed to the kids' place, um, Brother Rayleigh up in Georgia, and we was on 75, and I, Brother Kenny, I was driving Honey's vehicle and her gas, and so I had her running about 85 on cruise control, and we was just strolling. And Brother Mike, that's unusual for me, but if you don't run 85, you'll just get run over up there, amen. We was, I was hanging that middle lane, Brother Danny, and we was just strolling, and and you know, you all, I'm always looking, Sister Mary, for somebody to be pulled over so I know I'm clear to just get on it and just stay on it, Sister Chelsea. And we run by a car, and Brother Kevin, he was cop, had him pulled over and, and um, you know, some kind of little dodge, something, another charger or something. But anyway, it wasn't too long, Brother Wayne. We were stretched down. We was running 85, and there was people passing us, Sister Kathy, and about that time, I looked in my rearview mirror, Brother Jack, and this car that had been pulled over just come by us in that far left lane, and he was flying. He hit the passing lane, almost got in the ditch, and he just took off. So, George, he was just gone. And I told Honey, and, uh, we, uh, she looked in her passenger mirror, and I looked in the rear, and you could just see the cop lights, Sister Melinda. They was just coming. They was just pouring. Every time you went by and off-ramp, they was just, they was pouring on back into 75. And it must have been, Brother Jerry, there must have been 15 cops that just stormed by us. And honey's a screaming and a praying and a hollering. And Brother Jimmy, I said, you just got to calm down now. Just calm down. It'll be all right. But down the road, they, Sister Joy, they had him pulled over. Some, gosh, it was way on down the road that they had him. Matter of fact, he was pulled over in Perry, Georgia. And um, I, I said all that just to say this. I just wonder, Sister Donna, when the cop got him to where they could get their hands on him, you know, and talking to him, um, that they might would have asked him, man, what is your story? Why are you driving so erratic? Why are you putting so many people's lives in danger um, you know, and really, um, uh, brother, how we've all got a story. I'm sure that gentleman had a story. He was probably going to get a good opportunity Sister Linda, to, to tell it to somebody, amen, an attorney, a judge or all the above. Amen. So I don't know if y'all ever have the devil aggravate y'all or mess with y'all, but, uh, I was sweeping the other morning and, um, the Lord laid this thought on my mind, and I run into the bedroom, started writing some stuff down, and um, and and I've quoted this scripture a lot, um, but in Revelations chapter twelve, verse eleven, brother Chris, the Lord gives us the recipe to overcoming the devil. Now, brother Kevin, if the devil is messing with you, uh, and if 
I have prayed, uh, uh, Sister Danielle, that the devil would forget our address, but he still knows where we live at. Amen. Even when I move, he still knows where I'm at, Brother Kenny. And, but but uh, Revelation 12 and 11 will tell you how to get a hand on the devil. He said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. So Townsend, it said they overcome him, talking about the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. I don't know about y'all, Sister Susan, but has the devil ever told you that nobody wants to hear your testimony? I, I just, you know, when we, when the Lord allowed us to, Brother Darrell, to open a church there in Chief, and I was surprised how many people come to me and said, Brother Wayne, said, I've just got a testimony. Now, Sister Amy, I ain't been preaching a long time, but I learned early on that you just don't hand everybody your microphone and then follow behind them, amen. We, Sister Jane, we had a gentleman that would come to Chiefland quite regular, and he'd want to testify, and Brother Huggins would hand him the microphone, Brother Kevin, and little Wayne happened to be the one following behind him. Sister Linda, it was a bad night to be little Wayne, amen, because he'd stay up there and testify for about 20 minutes, and when he got through... Brother Kenny, the people was just wore out. Amen. So my point is that we've all got a testimony. Brother Danny, I, I just got to believe that I'm sitting in a house with folks, worshiping with folks, that God's done something for each and every one of us. Amen. I'm confident that, Sister Mary, if we passed the microphone around and we did have what they used to call testimony service, that we'd all have something. Sister Bev, to thank God and testify how God's been good to us. Amen, because can I tell you, if he woke you up clothed in a right mind, Brother Jerry, a mind to want to serve him, we've got something to testify about. Because I don't know about you, Brother Kevin, you ain't got to go very far in your search for somebody that needs to know about Jesus. Amen. There's people hurting everywhere, such Avis, and can I tell you, Jesus is the only answer to their problem. Amen. You can medicate some of it. You can finance some of it. And you might can talk some of it out, Sister Susan. But can I tell you, it gets back to Jesus. Amen. Can I tell you not that we don't have trouble serving him, but aren't you thankful we got somebody to go to, Sister Amy, when you do have troubles? Amen. Aren't you thankful that you go to a church that you can call and say, hey, I'm having it kind of bad. Could you, could you bind with me? He said, we're two or three. Come on, church. Or gather together in my name. Sister Chelsea, can I tell you, there's power in the name of Jesus. And, and so can I tell you, the next time that you seem like you're being overwhelmed, Sister Linda, can I just remember that Jesus has already paid the price for mine and your healing, whether it be soul, mind, or body, whatever the need is. You know, the Bible said, pray one for another, Sister Joyce, that you might be healed. I find it amazing that when you need something from God, Brother Danny, God wants you to engage with somebody else. He said, if you want to be blessed, he said, give. Amen? He said, if you need prayer, he said, find somebody to pray for. Brother Allen, it's always about being a servant in the kingdom of God. Amen? Aren't you thankful? He said, if I and I be lifted up, if he be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto me. Amen. I thought about Matthew 5, 14 and 16. He said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. 
Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. He said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. He didn't stop there, Sister Amy. He said, And glorify your Father which is in heaven. Can I tell you, he said he wanted us to, Brother Ready, to let our light shine. Amen. Can I tell you, I understand that if you work out in the public, it's easy for the devil to get you discouraged and, and remind you, Brother Donnie, you know, nobody wants to heal, hear that. But can I tell you, I've never run across nobody that when I started telling them, Brother Jimmy, about the greatness of God, amen, that I, they didn't start listening. They might not have believed and they may not have wanted to pay the price, but they stood there, Brother Danny, if they had a need and they listened because, and I've said this a lot, but trust me, Brother Mike, there'll come a time in our life, we'll get to a place that nobody can help us but J-E-S-U-S. And sometimes it may be like Job's situation, Sister Melinda, that we don't know where, that, that God even knows our address, but can I reassure you Sister Mary, he knows where we live at. Aren't you thankful to be a child of the king? Amen. Aren't you thankful to be a sheep of his pasture? Amen. He said, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Amen. Can I tell you, we can't keep this in a basket. We can't keep, Sister Mary, we can't keep a lid. I've always said, if you want be, Jesus will be as big to you as you allow him to be. Says Atlanta, if you'll take the lid off the box, yes. amen. If you want to have great faith, you got to have great expectation, amen. Church, you got to just step out there, Brother Wayne, and just reach for it because he said there's nothing impossible to those that believe. But the how? What a promise! Aren't you thankful that that God has showed you this wonderful truth? Aren't you thankful, Brother Orlando, that you go to a house of worship where they encourage you? Brother Chris just said, if there's any sick among you, let them come up. Amen. We'll anoint you with oil, laying hands on you. Pray for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. He said in Proverbs, a preacher wrote in Proverbs 18 and 21, he said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Brother Ben, you really are what you speak. You know, they say you are what you eat. And I hope that ain't true because I got hooked on chocolate. <laughs> Amen. But I will tell you this, Sister Wendy, you really are what you speak. Right. Amen. If you speak death, that's what you're going to receive. Right. But Sister Avis, if you speak life in Jesus' name, you'll receive life. Amen. Aren't you thankful that we're not praying to a God that's on vacation? a God that's asleep, or a God that's on a far journey, Sister Susan, he's close as our breath, amen? He's right here with us tonight, amen? Can, aren't you thankful that you can come to the house of God and feel his presence, Brother Wayne? But you can go back to the old town hammock and feel him right there too, amen? You can drive to Orlando and feel him right there. Aren't you thankful for that? Can I tell you, don't let the devil put death in your mouth. Open your mouth and use it as a weapon to praise and worship and give God glory and honor and praise. Amen. He said he inhabits the praises of his people, Brother Danny. And can I tell you, if, if you're like me, you can look around just a little bit, Brother Jack, and we got a lot to raise our hands. Amen. We got a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Because can I tell you, we've got a story, church. 
we've got a story. You know, I, I, I was under Brother Larry. I like to mess with Brother Larry because he's one of my favorite people. But, but you know, I often I loved, he won't tell me all his testimony, Sister Jane. He, I've tried to pull it out of him, but but he, he'll just stop short sometimes of telling me things that, that he just don't tell me. But this one thing I do know, to have a great testimony, Brother Hal, you got to put yourself in some bad spots sometimes. Amen. Can I tell you, you got to step out on that limb. Can I tell you, the reason that people like to hear Brother Larry's testimony, you know, because you can't always rely, relate to a man called Elijah in the B-I-B-L-E. You may not can always relate, Brother Donnie, to a man called Jonah in the B-I-B-L-E. But if somebody's standing in front of you that's flesh and blood like you, because can I tell you, the devil would tell you, Sister Linda, those people that's in the Bible, they were superheroes. Amen. They weren't, but somebody said one time, said Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are, and he prayed that it would not rain, and it did not rain for three and a half years. Come on, church. He wasn't, Brother Kenny, he wasn't no superhuman. He was a man, the Bible said, subject to like passion as me and you. He had good days, and he had bad days. We all know the story. Brother Chava, how just he had called fire down from heaven. Amen. Got rid of 850 prophets of the grove and the bell. Amen. Poured 12 gallons of water or barrels of water on that sacrifice. And when God dropped the fire, it, don't, it didn't only lap up the rocks and the sacrifice. It licked up the water and the dust. So, Amy, we serve that God. And he said he was subject to like passions. Sister Avis is me and you. What a God. So my point is that, that, Brother Mike, that for Brother Larry to have such an awesome testimony, he unfortunately had to get in places where God could use him and talk to him. But by the same token, Sister Bev, when he walks in a crowd of amongst the people and he says, and he raises his hands and says, let me tell you what God's done for me. Those people, Sister Lena, that's had those experiences can relate to that. Because I'm convinced if God's dealing on my end, he's dealing on somebody else's end, Brother Wayne. Sister Chelsea, unfortunately, and I'm not bragging about this, but I've missed God a lot of times on that. Have you ever felt like, Sister Townsend, that God was wanting you to move or maybe go pray or talk to somebody and the devil just tell you, oh, I said, that ain't, that ain't nothing. But you have to remember, the Bible said that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. The Bible said fear hath torment, but perfect love cast out all, A-double-L, fear. Aren't you thankful? But we serve a God that can take care of it all. So for a few minutes, and I know we all know the story about Paul that got washed up on a, uh, an island of Melita, we understand that Paul and 278 men was in a great storm, a Eurocodon, and it, they was, the Bible says they was in that storm for 14 days, Brother Kevin. They started lightening the ship because Brother Allen, they was just convinced it was going to tear apart. And they was right, it was going to tear apart. Paul said that great word, he told them, he said, an angel of God has stood by me this night. And said, everything's going to be all right. He said, but except you abide in the ship, 
Can I tell you, Brother Orlando, there's no greater place to be than the old gospel ship. Amen. Can I tell you, when you got trouble, Sister Wendy, and you got situations that you can't deal with, can I tell you, if you'll run into the old gospel ship, if you'll get in there and read the B-I-B-L-E, amen, if you'll get in there and eat the Word of God, get the whole book on the inside, Brother Ben, because can I tell you, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we know that they all washed up on the island of Melita and it was raining, Sister Joy, and it was cold. And in Acts 28, 3 and 11, it said, And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Mark 16, 17, and 18 said, And these signs, Jesus speaking, said, These signs shall follow them that believe. He said, In my name, church, say, In my name, shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And the, the last part of that says, And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Luke 10 and 19 said, Behold, Jesus speaking, I gave unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he went on to say, And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Good place to say amen, church. That's the word of God. Can I tell you, Sister Kathy, Sister Kathy, heaven and earth will pass away before one daughter Jittle will pass away. He said when the world's on fire, his word's going to stand forever. Can I tell you, Sister Chelsea, we just got to stand flat-footed on the word of God because his word's forever settled in heaven. So I don't know about y'all. Verse 4 said, And when the barbarians saw that the venomous beast hang on his hand, little Wayne might have passed out right then, Brother Kevin. But Sister Amy, I hope I wouldn't. I would hope I'd be like Paul. And the Bible said, and they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. So easy to jump to conclusions, ain't it, Brother Justin? And they didn't even know who this man was. Amen? But Brother Jerry, they just assumed. Have you ever just looked at something, Brother Kenny, and you just said, God can't handle that? Don't say amen, that'll get us all in trouble. But, but can I tell you, Brother Allen, I've had things in my life that I, as much as the Lord's allowed us to see that I really didn't know if God could handle it. But can I tell you, there's nothing impossible to those that believe. He created it. Brother Kenny, he can take care of it. Amen, and if he don't, I want to have the attitude of Paul and say, do you know what? If your grace is sufficient, let me climb on that grace boat and just ride with you because I want to be like Paul. Brother Wayne, I want to stay in the good old gospel ship. If it shakes and it breaks and it tears apart, Sister Joyce, I want to be in that good old gospel ship. Amen? Because can I tell you, it's forever settled in heaven. Our children in the world, it'll rock and roll and miss and turn. But Sister Donna, the word is forever settled. They said, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. We're talking about what is your story? And the Bible said, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt 
no harm. You just act like it was another day at the office. Yeah. Amen. I remember one time when I was a young boy, I was hunting. I did a lot more sleeping than I did hunting. I went hunting. Brother Rayleigh, because that's what we done at our house. Amen. Daddy hunted, so you hunted. He fished, so that's what you fished. Amen. And so anyway, we was hunting him. We went through an old cedar dry slough there, a bunch of cedar hills up in there. And Brother Jimmy, I seen about four or five big moccasins laying up on different of those hills. I said, Pops, I'll meet you back at the truck. Amen. I'll, I'll be back there, and, and if you don't come, I'll come get you, Sister Joy. But can I tell you, the little snakes made my mind up pretty quickly that I was going back to the truck. But can I tell you, with Paul, he said he shook him off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen and fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds. Church say they changed their minds. Sister Wendy, can I tell you, if we'll stand flat-footed on the word of God, you know, I don't know about y'all, but Sister Danielle, I, I, I weigh actions more than I weigh words. Can I tell you, it's easy to say I can do this or I'll do that. But it's another thing to slip your feet in those moccasins and walk a little while there, Sister Chelsea. Amen. Can I tell you, they said, can I tell you your testimony or your story? Uh, Brother Jimmy can change people's perception not only about you, but about the God that you serve. Because can I tell you, Sister Bev, when people get to the end of the line and they can't run to the left, they can't run to the right, they need God. Because you know we all hope that, that Brother Hal, that when we witness to people and we talk to people, that, man, they're just going to follow us to church. But most people don't come to church, Brother Mike, unless they got problems and situations in their life. Amen. But Brother Kenny, when they have those problems, that's an opportunity for us to tell them our story, what God has done for us. Because we can take the God that's out of the B-I-B-L-E and apply them to our life, Brother Chava. And people can say, if he's done that for Brother Chava, he can do that for me. Can I tell you the reason, Sister Avis, that, that Sharon and I try and our girls try to believe God so much it's because we, we had a pastor that talked about faith all the time. Right. I, I, I know I've kind of said this before, so I'm going to try not to repeat myself, Brother Justin, but I remember many a time going with him in the hospital, and it ain't like he had months to prepare to fast and, 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 and to get ready to pray. He'd walk in there and just lay hands on people, Sister Lana, and he'd just walk out. And Man, sometimes before you ever got back to chiefing, they'd be calling saying they're just doing so much better. Because see, Sister Kathy, you never know when you might be in a grocery store and run into somebody that needs God right then. That's why it pays to be prayed up. That's why it, pray, it pays to be fasted up. And that's why it pays to be read up, amen? Because when people need your brother how they need you, amen? And we got it right now, God. That's what's great about serving the God we serve. And it said they changed their minds and said that he was a God. And this is what I love. Aren't you thankful that, that God knew, Brother Wayne, before he ever got on that island, that there was people there that God wanted to work through Paul to show his mighty arm. So, Jamie, you know, when Paul was in that storm and he was on his way to Rome, 
He probably never thought about that he was going to be shipwrecked and be on this island. But God knew he was going to be in that place. Can I tell you that God had him equipped, Sister Joy, for the job that God had waiting on him right there. Can I tell you there's something, Brother Danny, when people see God work, miracles start growing. Expectations start growing. Sister Amy, when they see, when they hear that God done this for somebody, their expectation grows because we know that God's no respect to person, Brother Donnie. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful you ain't got to live in a certain area code or in a certain neighborhood, wear certain clothes or have the right perfume or have the right hairdo? Every time, brother, never, I won't get on brother Ray. I'll leave him alone. But my point is, is this, Sister Avis, God will take us like we are and clean us up. I'm so thankful that God can tell. I was telling Brother Allen a while ago, if God could use Wayne Williams and use a crow and use a mule and a whale, God can use anybody. Right. Hey, man, aren't you thankful for that? Sister Wendy, I'm so thankful that God could take a nobody like me and use me. I'm so thankful for that because I'm convinced if we'll open our mouth more that people will change their mind. Amen? The devil would love for us to. That's why he said that you overcome him by the blood of the lambs and the words of your testimony. That's why, Sister Donna, the devil would like to keep us closed up and bound down. Because there really is death and life in the power of the tongue, Sister Bev. Let me hurry on. I'm about to run out of time. And verse 7 said, In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us. Think about this now. They come up on the island. They was all strangers. But just the shaking off, Sister Susan, of this snake in the fire and God changing their, night, their, their mind over that, the whole situation, Brother Rayleigh, has changed. God has, I love this word, God Sister Danielle had gave them favor. I'm thankful for the, Brother Justin, I'm thankful for the favor of God. Amen. I'm thankful that God can take us in a bad situation and make a positive situation out of it. Amen. It said, in the same quarters were possessions of the chief men of the island whose name was Publius, who received us, lodged us three days courteously. Verse 8 said, it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody, bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed, laid his hands on him, and the Bible said, and healed him, Sister Mary. But verse 9, we ought to camp out here for just a few moments. So when this was done, others also, which had disease in the island, came and were healed. Brother Hal, what's your story? Right. Sister Mary, God's just waiting for you and I to step out on faith. Because right. yes, God is a present help in a time of trouble. Yes, sir. Ain't it amazing they seen that this man's father was healed, Brother Kevin? And their faith and expectation just started rising said, when this was done, what happened if old Paul would have just cowered down? When Think about this. He come, he was wet. He was cold. He just went 14 days. I think if I'm right, went 14 days without eating in a storm. 
He had to be tired. But Brother Kenny, when he hit shore, instead of sitting over there hoping somebody else would build a fire, he started getting the sticks. He started making a fire himself. Amen. Can I tell you by doing that, God knew that serpent was going to be in that pile of wood, Brother Chris, and used that situation. Church, can I tell you, Brother Orlando, we go through things so God can use us. Amen. So we all have that testimony. Verse 10 said, and who also, on, think about this, who also honored us with many honors, and when we departed, they laid in us with such things as were necessary. Sister Chelsea, verse 11, I just want just a few words out of that. It said, and after three months, we departed. Sister Lynn, it said, after three months, we departed. Because one man was willing to step out by faith and be used of God. Amen, because it wasn't him that done the work, Brother Rayleigh. It was God in him working. He, by, by God showing his healing hand and healing arm, those folks changed their mind. Don't you want people to see Jesus, Brother Danny, in mind in your life more than anything? Because I'm sure we all got lost loved ones. All of us at work, we've got lost co-workers. We've got families. Don't you want God to use you in these closing moments of time to bring somebody to the house of God? Don't you want somebody to feel what you feel? For some reason, the Lord brought this story. I had forgot all about it, and I'm, I'm hurrying on here, but my mama used to tell the story that when she was younger and her, her sister, I don't know if I think mama said she had a heat stroke or something, but anyway, Sister Kathy, my, my mother's sister, had a, had a heat stroke and she had passed away. And I remember mama saying they had her, maybe it wasn't at the moor, but they had her somewhere. But Sister Lynn, mama, I remember using this word, a cooling board. Said they had her laying on a cooling board. But she was, she had passed away, Sister Amy, from this heat stroke. And I remember my mama saying that her mama just started praying, just really travailing and seeking God's face. Brother Allen, and she said her sister just set up that God had touched her sister. I remember the time, and I'll, I'll be quickly through here, Sister Donna, but I remember when my daddy fell out in church. And I don't know how long he was out, Brother Hal. But I just remember Sharon and the Brother Huggins and others in the church around him are praying for him. I remember Brother Danny in just a little while. It probably might have been five or ten minutes, maybe. It seemed like a long time. But Sister Chelsea, he just woke up. And he said, what are y'all all doing standing around me like that? But I said all that to say this, Sister Amy, that the people at Mount Zion's faith just started gravitating and going up. Because, see, it's one thing, Sister Amy, was to read about a miracle in the B-I-B-L-E. But it's another thing that that miracle, Sister Jane, be in mind in your life, and we tell somebody. Because God wants to use us, amen? Because can I tell you, when he said, let our light shine before men, that they may see our good works and glorify the Father. See, Brother Ray, it ain't never been about us. It's all about him. Because we can't do nothing unless God allows it, Brother Allen. 
But can I tell you, Sister Mary, if we don't open our mouth and tell people our testimony or our story, they'll never know. Don't listen to the, you know, the one thing that the Lord didn't put up with was laughing. Y'all remember when we went to heal Jairus' daughter? And he got there and they had hired some people for some professionals, criers. They were wailing and crying and carrying on. And all he took with him, Brother Chris, was Peter, James, and John. Brother Jack, the first thing he'd done when he got in the house, he said he put them all out. Church, can I tell you, just a little bit of unbelief will mess up a whole dose of faith. So, and, I, I, and I understand that nobody of us, none of us want anybody to laugh at us. But can I tell you, Brother Kenny, to, to step out on that limb, it takes faith. You know, for Peter to get out of that boat, the other folks that was in that boat, whoever they was, they didn't jump out of that boat. But there was something inside of Peter that got him up and got him out. So in closing, I'd like to tell you real quickly, I'll remind you, I'm not telling you, I know you already know the story. About when, we all know the story about Lazarus and how he had died. And the Bible said that Jesus stayed where he was at, Brother Wayne, for an extra two days. And time he got there, Martha said, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother had to live. And Mary said the same thing, Brother Kenny. And he told him, said, you know, I am the resurrection. When he got there and he called Lazarus by name and, you know, let me back up just a minute, Brother Kenny. They, they told the Lord, said, you know, he's been dead four days and by now he stinks. But can I tell you when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on the scene, Sister Wendy, it, it don't matter what the situation looks like. Amen. Can I tell you, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? But in Bethany, Mary and Martha had made a supper. And this is where Mary took, broke the alabaster box. And Brother Hal anointed the Lord's head and washed his feet with her tears and wiped, her, wiped his feet with her hair. But Brother Darrell, I want to move down to verse 9 and 11 and, and uh, just tell you, you might have just missed this sometime when you read over there. In verse 9 it says, Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there talking about Jesus. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. Verse 11 says, Because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on. Oh, hush your mouth and believed on Jesus. Can I tell you, Brother Allen, obviously Lazarus or somebody was telling his story somewhere. Can I get you to stand? I'm closing. There's a song that they play often down at home. It's not a worldly song. It's a Christian song. So, Brother Larry, be okay. The name of the song is My Name is Lazarus. I don't know if y'all have ever heard that song, so let me read it real quickly. It said, One day four men brought a crippled man to Jesus. Still and lifeless, he lay upon his bed. He had not moved since he was just a baby. Still he longed to become a normal man. Now we don't know much about the man that about the men that carried 
the corners of his tattered bed that day, but if we may create an illustration, we'll see what these men might have had to say. Suppose the first man said, I hate to doubt it, for Jesus touched my eyes. When I was blind, he made me see, and there's no doubt about it, but this man's knees are much serious than mine. Suppose the second man said, no need to bother, this man's condition will remain the same, but Jesus touched my hand when it was withered. I don't believe he can heal a man so lame. Suppose the third man said, I hate the question, but no one here is more skeptical than skeptical than me. Though Jesus cleansed me when I was a leopard, this helpless man will never walk the same. Then every eye was turned to the fourth man to see how he might criticize and doubt. But all three men were startled with amazement when the fourth man stopped and said his name out loud. He said, my name is Lazarus, and could I testify? Join us as we sing and worship the Lord, church. What's your story? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.